0: Welcome to All Vampires Are Gay, a serialized, narrative podcast created by Corbin Rosewood. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcasting platforms. If you like the show, please consider supporting our work. All Vampires Are Gay is made possible because of listeners like you. You can help out by becoming a patron, shopping our merch, and of course, telling your friends about the show. You can find all the ways to support us and more at our website, corwinrosewood.com Now on with the show.
1: Episode six, The Three
0: Sisters.
1: Welcome, I'm Corwin Rosewood. And tonight we return to Victor and Robert Driving down a country road away from an ominous graveyard, haunted by Victor's past. Scene Victor and Robert. So, is Samson like your vampire boss? Robert asked as they drove towards the bed and breakfast. Victor laughed. What, no. They're not a vampire, Robert asked. No, Samson is a vampire, but they're not my boss, Victor said. I mean, they give you assignments and stuff. It kind of seems like they are, Robert replied. You seemed pretty stressed when you missed their call at my apartment. They're not my boss, Victor said, bristling. I guess you could say we're more like family. Samson is an old friend. We have the same goals, shared history, and we often work together. How did you meet? Robert asked. No one ever asks me that, Victor said, surprised. Robert shrugged. I'm different, I guess. You certainly are, Victor sighed, searching through his memories. We had a mutual friend. She introduced us at a banquet. She's gone now, though, and that was a very long time ago. A banquet? Sounds fancy, Robert said. Wait, was it like a creepy vampire thing with, like, blood and stuff? It wasn't some kind of gore and gut situation, if that's what you mean, Victor replied. I mean, there was blood, yes, but it was in goblets. It was dignified. Oh, well, it was in goblets. That's fine, then, Robert said sarcastically. Nothing weird about that. Robert accelerated up the winding country road, past fields of tall grass and drooping trees, with no buildings in sight. Are you sure this is the right way? Victor asked, looking around dubiously. Robert looked down at his phone, following the little red dot with his eyes. Yeah, it says we're almost there. The car lights cut a bright line through the trees, their reflection shimmering off the road opening ahead of them. Victor looked up into the dark swaying trees and frowned. Something felt off about this place. Soon, a large Victorian manor came into view, its shadowy shape hulking in the distance. It was made of dark old wood and everything about it felt foreboding. This place is odd, I don't like it, Victor said. What's odd about it? The three sisters' country bed and breakfast looks fabulous to me, Robert announced, ignoring Victor's frown and accelerating to reach their destination faster. Why is it here? There's nothing around for miles, Victor said, narrowing his eyes suspiciously. Um, these woods are beautiful, Robert replied. This is exactly the kind of place people from cities who want to stay in a B&B like to visit. Don't you ever get out of the city? "'Not much,' Victor admitted, looking around him in discomfort. "'I prefer places with more people.' "'Are you afraid of the dark?' Robert asked, turning into the gravel driveway and accelerating up the small tree-lined hill to the house. "'Honey, I am the dark,' Victor said dramatically. But his anxious tone and hunched shoulders told a different story as he glared at the looming house. "'But I still don't like this place.' Robert parked the car and hopped out. Well, like it or not, they've got beds and food, and that's what I'm interested in right now. I do like the sound of that, Victor admitted as he got out and slammed the car door. He went around to the trunk and grabbed Robert's luggage, as Robert danced up the stairs into the three sisters' country bed and breakfast. Victor followed behind, dragging the luggage and keeping all his senses on alert. He had been on edge since they left the city, and his anxiety had only gotten worse. Staying this close to the mausoleum was not his idea of a relaxing weekend. He walked into the beautiful wooden house and found Robert already at the front desk. The counter was made of a reclaimed wood and had a basket of bright yellow flowers sitting on it. Behind the counter was a computer, a row of old-fashioned hotel room keys, and a stunningly beautiful woman with luxurious blonde hair flowing down her back. Robert was already in excited conversation with her. Yeah, we just drove up for the day. It's so beautiful out here, he was saying. It's a wonderful place to live, the woman said, smiling with a calmness that made Victor uneasy. You said your reservation was for Robert Zamora, One King Bed, Yes, one king bed, that's right, Robert said, turning to look at Victor with a grin. Robert handed her his credit card, and she looked at him with a beatific smile. I just adore young love. How long have you two been together? She asked. That's none of your business, Victor snapped. Oh my god, calm down, Robert said, shaking his head and patting Victor's arm. We're pretty new, he added to the woman. I think you're adorable together, she said, smiling warmly and completely ignoring Victor's death glare. I'm Vasya, by the way. If you need anything, just call on me or my sisters. Your sisters? Victor asked, looking at her suspiciously. Yes, we run this place together, Vasya said, pointing to a framed photo on the wall behind her, featuring two more stunningly beautiful women with long wavy hair One redhead and one black-haired. We have tea and snacks for the guests at 7 if you want to join us in the dine-in kitchen through those doors, she added, pointing to the back wall. There will be local cheese and fresh-baked bread. It's already included in your room fee. Okay, yes, Robert said happily. That sounds amazing. We will definitely see you then. That's a bit weird, don't you think? Victor asked as they walked towards the staircase to their room. No, you're the one being weird. Local cheese sounds incredible, Robert said, twirling the room keys around. Not the cheese, the sisters, Victor said, looking back at Vasya from behind his curtain of dark hair. Something seems off about them. It's literally called the Three Sisters Bed and Breakfast. It's a family business. What's weird about that? Robert replied, Gosh, this place is gorgeous. Look at that fireplace. They ascended up the stairs to their room, and although Victor did agree that the building was beautiful, he didn't say anything further. He just kept listening and waiting. Scene. The hotel room. Robert unlocked the door to their room, which was entirely quaint and charming. Look how cute everything is. Oh my God, look at this vintage furniture, Robert said with a delighted sigh. Gosh, I could just live here, you know. Sometimes I think I could just get away from it all and hole up in a place like this. (sighs) But then I remember I'm a DJ and I live for nightlife. Uh Uh-huh, Victor replied as he looked around the room, not really paying attention. Victor set the luggage down on the bed and Robert immediately opened it and began pulling things out, looking for a new outfit. Victor, meanwhile, crouched down on the floor and put his ear to the floorboards. What the hell are you doing? Robert asked, a silk blouse in his hands. "Shh," Victor said, hold on. He focused his hearing to listen for the sounds of the bed and breakfast, of people talking or washing dishes or folding laundry but there wasn't any. He couldn't hear anything in the building at all. The only sounds his super hearing could detect were the birds and deer outside in the woods, miles away, and Robert's beating heart right next to him. He stood up quickly, his eyes taking on a somewhat wild quality. This place is not normal, says the man who was listening to the floorboards, Robert said, laughing and unbuttoning his shirt to change. No, I can't hear anything, he tried to explain. I'm listening to hear the sounds of the owners or other guests, but I don't hear anything at all. That's probably cause we're the only guests, Robert replied. The owner mentioned it when I came in. This only served to make Victor more alarmed. We're the only guests, he asked. He went to the window and looked down at the quiet parking lot. Wind shook the branches of the trees and leaves skittered across the ground. His dark green vintage car was the only vehicle in sight. Yes, stop making it weird. This isn't a horror movie, Robert snapped. It's how many of them start, Victor countered. Robert sighed, exasperated. Before he could respond, they were interrupted by the sound of a bell. Victor jumped and looked around, startled. Robert laughed at him. Calm down, soldier, that's the dinner bell. Vasya mentioned it earlier. Victor looked back at him, his eyes full of suspicion and fear. I don't think we should go, he said seriously. Robert shook his head. He finished putting on a clean shirt and tucking it into his pants before he put an arm gently around Victor's slender frame. Look, babe, I know you've had a rough day, but sometimes a B&B is just a B&B. Sometimes people are just nice and serve you tasty food. Won't you just come with me and get some local cheese?" Victor looked into Robert's large, soulful eyes and relaxed a little. He thought about it a moment and concluded that maybe he was just being paranoid due to their proximity to the mausoleum. Maybe Robert was right, or maybe Robert's eyes could have talked him into almost anything. Either way, he agreed and followed Robert downstairs. Scene. Vasya's Kitchen. The sound of the bell led them towards a big kitchen with a wooden table set up for dining. The sisters had put together a delicious spread of cheeses, fruits, fresh bread, and a large steaming pot of tea. When they entered, they saw the sisters finishing putting the ceramic mugs down on the table. One could not help but notice how arrestingly beautiful they all were, with big doe eyes and long flowing hair rippling gently down their backs. Welcome, said the one with red hair, her voice a dreamy whisper. Oh, don't you look nice in your new shirt? Said Vasya, the one they had met before at reception. Oh, why don't you have some tea? The dark haired sister said, holding the steaming teapot up for Robert, who was gleefully taking a mug. This looks amazing. Thank you so much, Robert said. Victor just glared. It was our pleasure, the redhead said. Come sit with us and tell us all about yourselves. She sat down at the large wooden table, arranging her linen skirt carefully. They all took a seat, and Victor scrutinized the beautiful sisters and their kitchen full of hanging herbs and rustic food. Don't drink that, he said suddenly. Robert stopped with the mug inches from his lips. But it smells delicious, he whispered, looking longingly at the tea. Yes, but it is well known that witch's tea is often poisoned, said Victor, pulling out his knife and laying it down on the table with an almost imperceptible motion. The runes glinted unmistakably in the soft light from the wood stove. It's more likely to be medicine, Vasya said, a knife swiftly appearing in her own hand but I wouldn't expect a vampire to know much about our kind. Without missing a beat, the other sisters each pulled something out from their skirts, one a throwing dagger, the other a small bundle of herbs with a crystal dangling from it. Robert breathed in sharply and set his mug down. He looked nervously from the witches to Victor and back. Victor had not taken his eyes off Vasya since he had declared their true nature. He was gazing at her with a steely look that Robert decided he would not like to be on the receiving end of. After a few moments of heavy silence, Vasya spoke. ''What do you want?'' she asked. ''What?'' Victor replied, surprised. ''What do you want from us, vampire?'' she repeated. ''I don't want anything. We came here to stay the night,'' Victor said honestly. Vasya rolled her eyes. Right, you just happened to be staying at the B&B right down the road from a mausoleum full of ancient vampires, she said. What do you know about that? Victor asked, clenching the knife tightly. Wouldn't you like to know, Fasia replied. She looked at them for a moment, then said, Bold of you to come in here like this, a vampire with a magical phone and a rune-covered knife, accompanied by a human with no protection at all very odd. I'm his protection, Victor said, his voice low and dangerous. The witch holding the bundle of herbs pointed them menacingly at Robert. You may survive, vampire, she said to Victor, but a fight won't end well for him. Why are you threatening us now when you just tried to poison him, Victor asked. I'll threaten you whenever and however I want, the witch declared, her face full of bitterness. Settle down, Ekaterina, Vasya said calmly, waving her sister to sit down. She turned to Victor. That was truth potion, not poison. Victor scoffed. (laughs) Unlikely. Sorry, if I could just interject here, Robert said, his voice soft and polite. They both looked at him with eyes burning. What? Victor and Vasya both said. Well, I'm just wondering if it's possible you're on the same side. Victor and Vasya both looked very upset by this idea, but Robert soldiered on. Vasya, uh, what is it you do here? We run a bed and breakfast, she said, folding her arms and glaring at Victor. Right, right, sure, sure you do, Robert said bravely. But I'm guessing you're also here for the same reason we are, the mausoleum, right? Vasya reluctantly nodded. Yes, we keep watch on all dangerous magic. "'Yes, I knew it! You're on the same side,' Robert said, relieved. "'Victor helped put those monsters in the mausoleum in the first place.' "'Victor? As in Victor Nightingale?' Vasya said, raising an eyebrow. "'Victor looked alarmed. How do you know who I am?' "'We keep track of all the known vampires and their allegiances,' Vasya replied. "'Or at least we used to before recently when things got... messy.' "'What do you mean, messy?' The witches went quiet. Vasya shrugged. Although our files say good things about you, we are not truly on the same side, she replied. You feed off of humans. We heal them. You also poison and sometimes possess them, Victor retorted. Not helping, Robert said out of the corner of his mouth. Then he spoke to Vasya. Even though he's a bit... Prickly, I believe Victor is trying to help humans too. Perhaps you can come to some kind of agreement? Vasya frowned, twirling her knife as she thought it over. Finally, she said, we will consider a temporary truce and an exchange of information, but there will be a price. That's not really how an exchange works, Victor grumbled. Robert rolled his eyes. What's the price? A lack of your hair, Vasya said, reaching into a drawer nearby and pulling out a pair of small golden scissors. You can't have my hair, Victor said. I don't know what you want it for, but I'm sure it's not good. Not yours, arrogant one, the red-headed sister replied. We want his hair, Vasya said, pointing the scissors at Robert. What? Why? Victor said. Yes, Robert replied, nodding his agreement to Vasya. What? No, you don't know what you're doing, Victor hissed. Do you know what they want it for? Robert asked. Because if you don't, then your guess is as good as mine. I'm willing to take the risk. It's just a piece of hair. Victor was fuming. I don't want you to do this, he said. Lucky for me, I don't care, Robert said. Then he nodded to Vasya. I'm ready. Please don't mess up my hairstyle, okay? Vasya smiled like a cat with a mouse, making Victor hate her even more. I wouldn't dream of it, she said smoothly, standing up with scissors in hand. As she approached, Victor hopped out of his seat and grabbed her wrist, gripping it so tightly his fingers went white. You better not be thinking of harming him, creating some kind of voodoo doll or something, he said through gritted teeth. I promise I have no ill intent towards your beloved, Vasya replied, fluttering her eyelashes innocently. Now unhand me before my sisters make you regret this. Victor looked at the two beautiful women. Their long flowing hair did not distract from the dangerous looks in their eyes. He removed his hand from Vasya, but his gaze didn't waver. If you know who I am, then you know what I'm capable of, he said and you don't want to see what would happen if he came to harm. Understood, Vasya said, nodding. I'm flattered, Victor, but please, can you stop talking trash and just let her do it already? Robert said. Victor sat down again, his simmering rage palpable. Vasya carefully snipped a large brown lock of Robert's hair, holding it gently in her hands. Why are you so distrustful of me? Vasya asked. Isn't one of your close friends a witch? Does she poison people too? That's different, Victor said grumpily. I can trust her. Why is that? She's a vampire, Victor replied. After carefully wrapping the curly locks of Robert's hair in a piece of satin fabric and storing it in her pocket, Vasya crossed the room to an antique cabinet in the corner. She pulled out a file folder and brought it over to the table. At first, it appeared to be empty, but in a moment, her sister approached with a bundle of twigs and waved them over the folder, mumbling some words quietly. Then, Vasya picked up a small silver box of matches and lit one putting its flame to the bundle of twigs gently. Small tendrils of smoke twisted up from the herbs and a strong flowery scent filled the room. Robert sniffed thoughtfully. I like this smell, he said, almost a whisper. Victor nodded, but did not reply. His eyes fixated on the folder. Within a few moments, the pages, photographs, and text started to appear. Robert's eyes went wide and he gasped quietly. Vasya was all business. She pretended not to notice Robert's awe, but the corner of her mouth turned up proudly. Here's what we have recorded about the incident at the mausoleum, she said, handing Victor the papers and photographs. He scanned the notes quickly, Robert looking excitedly over his shoulder. They described the incident in detail, starting with a disturbance to their protection spells, setting off a magical alarm at their house. They had rushed to the location, hearing a loud explosion sound on the way. The witches had kept their distance, photographing the incident to share with their coven leader before they decided how to proceed. Victor looked up. Why didn't you try to stop them? He asked. You must think me a fool, Vasya said. I know what it took to get those vampires in there, and I don't know anything about the person who managed to get them out. It would be reckless and stupid to rush into combat like that. Victor nodded. That's true. I'm glad you agree. He looked down at the papers and pulled the photograph to the front and gasped involuntarily. You know him? Vasya said, suddenly excited. The blonde man with the crystals? Robert looked at the photo and said, damn, he's beautiful. Victor and Vasya both glared at him. What? He is, Robert said. I didn't say I supported him. I just said he was good looking. Is that a crime? Vasya ignored him. As you can see, he has some accomplices here, she said, pointing with her knife to various figures in the photo. They are all wearing these glowing green necklaces. I heard them call him Michael, but I don't think that's his real name. "'It's Lirin,' Victor said quietly, his blood running cold in his veins. "'I knew him as Lirin.' "'Wait, isn't that your ex?' Robert said, his eyes widening. "'It's complicated,' Victor said, staring at the photo in a daze. Vasya snatched the papers out of his hands quickly. "'You were his lover?' she said, furious. "'A long, long time ago,' Victor replied. "'We have been enemies far longer than we were lovers.' Nevertheless, the deal is off, Vassia replied. Things might change between you. Unlikely, Victor replied. He has been a murderous madman for centuries. I assure you, I want him caught as much as you do. Unlikely? Unlikely? Robert stuttered. Don't you mean, no way I definitely would never date that piece of garbage again? Victor seemed shaken and uninterested in Robert. His gaze was still on Vasya and the folder she held. He tensed his muscles, and in a flash, he leapt from the table, his long slender fingers reaching out for the folder. He was inches away from Vasya when her protection spell hit him, bouncing him across the floor with a little flash of pink light. He hit his head on the wall of the kitchen, sending pots crashing to the floor around him. Her sisters leapt to their feet, pointing their herbs and daggers at Robert. "'Why are you all pointing at me?' Robert asked nervously. "'He has a powerful protection spell on him,' Vasya replied, gazing at Victor. "'But you are entirely unarmed for some reason.' "'I'm unarmed because I'm I'm just a DJ!' Robert moaned. "'I don't know anything about this stuff. I only met him yesterday. "'Please, can't we settle this with tea and conversation or something?' Victor looked from the witches to Robert's nervous face, and he seemed to snap out of his thoughts about Liren and remember the danger his new boyfriend was in. He stood up carefully, smoothing his hair back, noting as he did that he was bleeding slightly from a head wound. He wiped the blood on his black trench coat and sat back down carefully, schooling his face back to a charming grin. My deepest apologies, ladies, he said. I was overtaken by emotion." Truly, I believe Robert is right, and we could settle this with T. Liren is no friend of mine, and that won't change any time soon. I desire to put a stop to these murders as much as you do. This tidbit caught their attention exactly as Victor had intended it to. Murders? What murders? Vasya asked sharply. I simply can't tell you that until you agree to give us safe passage, Victor said with a shrug. The witches glanced from Victor to each other for a moment. Then they nodded agreement. They lowered their weapons. Agreed, you will give us a report on all the information you know about Liren and what brought you here, Vasya said. She went to the antique desk and pulled out pens and report forms. And what shall I get in return? Victor asked hopefully, eyeing the folder in her hands. Your life and that of your human friend, she said, quickly locking the folder away in the cabinet. You can stay the night and enjoy our hospitality, she said, waving her hands at the food and drink on the table. The red-headed sister picked up the teapot and quickly poured it in the sink where it made a rather disturbing sizzling sound. We'll make you some new tea. Chamomile this time, Vasya said with a laugh. Now sit down and write. Scene, the hotel room. Victor and Robert stayed in the kitchen for a few more hours. Victor writing notes for the witches, while Robert snacked on cheese and tea. The local cheese proved to actually be quite delicious, and it turned out that the witches spent most of their time just running a cozy bed and breakfast. I know they tried to kill us and everything, but they were pretty nice once we got to know them, don't you think? Robert said to Victor as they walked into their room to rest for the evening. Victor chuckled. You never cease to surprise me, he said, grabbing Robert's hand. Robert took a deep breath. (sighs) I'm going to be honest here, you make me so nervous. I'm glad to hear it, Victor said. You confuse the hell out of me. In a good way? Robert asked, looking at Victor through his long curls. Definitely, Victor said, pulling him close for a kiss, burying his hands in Robert's curls and breathing in his strange floral perfume. Wait, I have a question, Robert said. I really don't want to talk about my ex right now, Victor said, twirling a piece of Robert's hair around his finger. No, not about that, Robert said. I just keep wondering, how did you know they were witches? Victor laughed. That's what you want to know. Robert shrugged, leaning into Victor's embrace. Well... If you must know, Victor said, smiling, it was their hair. It was far too beautiful. I've never met a human with hair that nice. And so we leave Victor and Robert to their peaceful evening, trying not to think about the clouds looming on the horizon and just what may be in store for them now that Liren has returned.
0: You've been listening to All Vampires Are Gay, This episode was created, written, and performed by Corwin Rosewood, produced and composed by Parker Frost, with additional production, mixing, editing, and engineering by the team at Studio Corwin. If you enjoyed this episode, consider supporting our show today so we can make more episodes in the future. You can find all the ways to support us at corwinrosewood.com. Thank you for listening.